0: And welcome to Cruising for a Reviewsin'. This week it's a mini-sode, and I am rejoined by Josie to help me delve deeper into the hidden meaning of Top Gun. Hey. Hey, Josie. Welcome back after a whole full week. <laughs> so, we are discussing Top Gun some more. This was not insp- I mean, it's mostly inspired by the fact that. Top Gun it's homoerotic as fuck. But, I mean, I hadn't really thought much about that beyond, you know, what was obvious, like, you know, sweaty boys playing volleyball kind of thing. But then a feminist writer called Clementine Ford, who you may or may not know, or love or hate, she did a deep dive on her Instagram about the film. So it turns out she's a massive Tom Cruise fan as well. Don't know what it is with feminists loving Tom Cruise, but there we are. there are many of us, apparently. She did this amazing deep dive talking about basically the gay's narrative of men dealing with um, I guess being gay or being bisexual Anyway, uh, I'm going to read some of what she wrote and then we're just going to discuss it a little bit, just for fun. Because I did a whole mini-episode about hentai, so why not about (laughs) gay 80s movies. So, I'll quickly read what Clementide Ford wrote. Uh, You can also check it out on her Instagram. She saved it as a highlight. And she says, "Uh, you might think you know the story of Top Gun. Maybe you remember it as the kind of neoliberal wet dream that helped define a 1980s America still trying to recover from the military disaster of the Vietnam War. Using Hollywood to push a narrative of patriotism, as seen in endless on screen fair about the USA. USA defeating foreign powers, particularly Russians. This was also on the tail end of the Cold War. It is, in fact, a glorious homage to queer love between men explored through the motive of war games. This was so it could be deemed acceptable by Hollywood still living under the shadow of the Hays Code. So, the Hays Code, uh, very interesting and I highly recommend people look it up uh, on Wikipedia or what have you but I'll read what Clementine Ford wrote which is just from Wikipedia as well. Um, The Motion Picture Production Code was a set of industry moral guidelines for the Self-censorship of content that was applied to most United States motion pictures released by major studios from 1934 to 1968. It is also popularly known as the Hays Code. Some restrictions, such as the ban of homosexuality or on the use of specific curse words, were never directly mentioned, but were assumed to be understood without clear demarcation. So, yeah, basically the Hays Code changed... Hollywood, like, significantly. So in the 1920s and uh, thir- early 30s, you could actually see some pretty risque content in films. Mm-hmm. Like, there are films where you can see nipples and you can see decent amount of nudity. When there'd be, like, beautiful big scenes of um, dancers, you could see very revealing dresses and costumes. Just things that, when you think about, you know, five years later, didn't exist. It's kind of wild. Like in the 20s, there was like, a, I can't remember what it's called, but there's like a whole movie, a whole silent film about sex. And, you know, they didn't actually fuck on screen or anything. But so, yeah, this movie is about um, homoerotic love. And we're just going to have a little chat about it based on some of the stuff that Clementine Ford wrote. So I guess the main character is obviously Maverick. And he is the main one who is kind of trying to grapple with his sexuality, which is kind of, I guess, called into question when he first encounters Iceman. Oh, because, yeah. <laughs> because we have these two very handsome boys who piss each other off and everything. That's that classic kind of Hollywood love story where it's like they hate each other at first and because one of them's a rebel and one of them's you know, the good girl or whatever and they end up finding love because you know something brings them together. All that sort of stuff. It's just that it was two between two blokes this time.
1: I feel like the tension between Iceman and Maverick and Maverick and Charlie it could be quite similar, like it's, you know, two very competent people having clear sexual tension, oh my God, and just trying to kind of one-up each other in a different way, but obviously going after Charlie is the permissible option at the time for the movie, I feel, anyway.
0: Um, there's also Goose, so Goose kind of represents heterosexuality, a heteronormative like, nuclear family, like you were saying before, where he is happily married with a wife and a child, he's living the classic American Dream, uh, mm-hmm. and he is also kind of like the conscience of Maverick, I guess yeah. to an extent. Not that it really works. Maverick just does what he wants, but
1: I guess he does use like he speaks to Goose's dog tags and is like, "Speak to me, Goose. Speak to me, Goose," as if kind of blatantly saying Goose is his. You know, yeah. brought out the best in him or whatever. Yeah. You see two forms of kind of sacrifice by heteronormative people in the film. Like, it just occurred to me Cougar at the very start is like, my wife and kids sacrifice his career for them. And then obviously Goose has sacrificed, I guess, not by choice, uh, his life for his country and some might, might say for his family as well.
0: So yeah, Charlie is obviously the hetero love interest where she, I guess, is the one who was trying to lure Maverick towards the hetero ideal American lifestyle, and does she succeed? Kind of. Like, if they cut that last bit out with her, like, it would have just...
1: Actually, no. Yeah, you're right. If she didn't come back, then who's to say? (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. Oh, yeah, and then there's Iceman, who's obviously the main... Love interest for Maverick, as Clementine Ford says that their initial meeting is the real meat cute of the entire film. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, it's, it is kind of like if the Charlie stuff wasn't in there, it wouldn't actually probably affect the movie that much.
1: Yeah, like, you're right.
0: It's yeah, they like they. I'm, I'm glad when they they sort of shoehorned her in there to have this older, smarter woman. Like I really appreciate her character and everything, but imagine, yeah, just trying to picture like, how much would the movie have actually changed.
1: No impact on. The actual narrative yeah. and where he starts off and where he ends up, and he doesn't even necessarily transform because of her, no. because it's actually the loss of goose that gives him any sort of transformation. Yeah, and even if, like anything,
0: he's getting all this shit advice from his seniors, but you know she gives a little, a little bit more, better advice, but it's still not enough. Like he, he discovers what he needs to discover by himself anyway. So yeah, she, if she wasn't in here, it would mean it would just be, it would just be a gay movie, I think.
1: Like, it, I guess um, even though there was an amount of, I guess, mateship and stuff in this movie, all of the really like emotional dialogue was mostly with Charlie. There was some with Goose and this, there was some with Viper, but most of it talking about his mum, what happened with his dad, all that kind of stuff actually happens with Charlie. So she's there, yeah, to allow Maverick to be vulnerable and emotional, which you also, you know, her chasing after him as well. So he can do that is, yeah. Again, like, like you said, I, I love Charlie, but yeah, she's... I think it's just to, to show, like, look, no homo. Yeah. Even and though th- very homo.
0: Yeah. I, that's, it kind of is how it feels is that they were making this movie and, like, you know, they were initially just going to have this blonde bimbo character who was going to, I guess, yeah, be like, uh no, there's nothing gay here. <laughs> but, you know, Tom Cruise fought for the, someone to be s- smart, like a more worthy match for him, I guess, which kind of made her character a, a whole lot better, obviously. <laughs> but, yeah, it still feels like she was just there to be to fulfil the criteria of an eighties action movie, which is you gotta have a straight romance, otherwise mm-hmm. it's too many oh. sexy boys being too gay. Yeah. There's also uh the bit where and it seems to be a thing that we've lost since the eighties that men just kind of hanging out and like draping arms around each other and wearing tiny shorts and stuff mm. wasn't gay. It was just an eighties thing. But we I don't know, something in the nineties we're just like, Oh no, everyone has to wear giant fucking cargo shorts and no no touching huh. except for like that weird fucking bro hug some guys do and what
1: year sorry just like what year was Reagan Ronald Reagan president uh, like i'm just curious i'm just thinking about yeah that's what i'm just thinking i don't know if that was before or after well, Ronald Reagan was in when the Berlin Wall came down.
0: Yeah, So the late 80s. So yeah. So it probably was that, yeah. Like the AIDS crisis happened. Everyone's like, oh, being gay now has this extra terrible stigma attached to it that everyone had to like disassociate themselves with. So seeing Iceman's Rio having his arm like really friend, like mm. kind of draped around him and like everyone's kind of touchy feely wasn't necessarily like, oh, that, uh, that's gay. It was just how men kind of were in the like if you look at old pattern books from like the, oh, yeah. from the 80s, <laughs> and it is just the most flamboyant wonderful outfits for men and it wasn't for gay men it was just men would wear tiny little shorts and mm-hmm. sometimes they'd wear cropped jumpers and gosh knows what and i do wish that would come back in fashion but um,
1: uh, as long as it's on a sports field where there's also no homo yes. um you can wear short shorts that yes, is the law
0: that is it. that's it that's the law of straightness so yeah, there's just endless tension between these two combined with them constantly being sweaty and mad at each other. It's just, yeah, like...
1: I would like to bring up something that Clementine Ford kind of pointed to, and I don't know if she was being facetious, but I took a lot of joy in it, and it's just headcanon for me now. But she pointed out, and you pointed out in the last, you know, um, in the full-length episode of Top Gun, that all the men are shirtless, except for Goose, who's the obvious straight person mm-hmm. i also noticed that tom cruise is wearing full-length pants does it instead of short shorts like the other men does this signify bisexuality is
0: it, is because... it bisexuality or is it his, like confusion like he's like oh i kind of want to go there but i have to
1: Got to have my big pants on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Got my big stiff pants that make no, do not make volleyball any more fun. Oh, God. Um, yeah, like that symbolism. Like when you think about it, film, and I have studied film, not a lot, and I'm not in the film industry at all. But nothing happens in film but accidentally. Mm. Like everything's done. Like all costuming and stuff is done. So whether or not they consciously were making any kind of thing, there has to be like some part of it subconsciously. Like why was the one straight guy, the one guy who's in a straight relationship, fully dressed? whereas all the other ones who all this tension was happening with are all shirtless and wearing short shorts and then the one who's kind of confused is wearing no shirt but long pants like yeah it's subliminal but
1: I reckon Val Kilmer knew it was a little bit gay I would hope so like just the way he's looking at Tom Cruise like even the way Tom Cruise looked at Val Kilmer honestly like again you can love mates you could admire your mates but
0: the way Val Kilmer is looking oh. at Tom Cruise in those first couple of times in the initiation kind of uh, class that they had, that was fuck eyes. Like, that's there's no other word. It's like, I don't know you. I don't know if I like you, but I think you're hot and I'm going to give you these fucking eyes to radiate that those feelings towards you. And it is a good time.
1: I feel like if that happened to me, if Val Kilmer looked at me like that, I would be like a puppy that just like gets on its back and exposes its <laughs> belly like... <laughs>
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> what <whatever>. else? <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, Val Kilmer, just insane hottie. Oh my god! I kind of forgot. I'd only. I think I've only seen him in. Is he in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Am I thinking of the wrong movie?
0: I'm not sure. He's in The Saint. Just like a kind of movie he's... he's in the
1: doors which is where my first exposure oh, to him
0: very the most perfectly cast mm. film of all times uh he's also plays batman batman forever he's my <laughs> favorite batman personally he also he's going to be in top gun 2 however oh. he's he is so sick he's probably gonna die so oh no he's really really unwell. oh val i met him at his convention here a few years ago and he like put a lot of weight, so people were like oh fat man like Aww. horrible but it's because he was actually going through like an absolute horrible situation with these Health and now he is—he's lost all the weight and he's gaunt because he's—he's he's dying now, <laughs> which is fucking awful. Well, at
1: least he's not fat man anymore.
0: Yeah, and then, real cool like, guys, yeah, real, real cool. cool. Like, uh like same with Brendan Fraser. Everyone's just like, oh, he's not perfect anymore. Ew, disgusting. Like, you know, people still have feelings, right? Also, you,
1: you know that people fucking age.
0: Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, we aren't all fucking Tom Cruise, okay? Uh, the other thing Clementine Ford brought up was there's uh, a nice scene where the Iceman and Maverick are having a fight and she likens it to a conversation about consent in relationships. <laughs> yes, I love that. <laughs> And how there's tension with Iceman, correctly, valuing maturity and control while flying, experienced sexually. Maverick is a loose cannon flying his plane, dick, wherever he wants to, regardless of who he hurts along the way. Uh, Ice is saying here, Maverick, you can't just fly your dick around without being careful. Sex is a conversation between people and you need to be careful with the people you're doing it with. (laughs) I... (laughs) So cute.
1: (laughs) I now want there to be just, like, some pictures of Val Kilmer with, like, good consent and relationship advice just written around it. I I need that account to exist if it doesn't already.
0: Oh, that's great. Well, if it doesn't, maybe we can work on that. So yeah, there's, uh, and then we obviously get to the, uh, the volleyball scene uh, and she writes, deep down though Maverick cannot quell his hunger for ice. This is why he spends the few hours before his dinner date with Charlie, oiling up and playing with the boys. And then she goes into how the movie obviously has no context uh, except that it's a, the movie actually about queer love and uh, homoerotic desire coded for foreplay. Yeah, she goes through the scene really good, as we were just talking about. But she also showed the lyrics of playing with the boys, which I've never read in a while. Playing Playing, playing with the boys staying playing with the boys after chasing sunsets one of life's simple joys is playing with the boys it was <laughs> <laughs> like said it was the wrong thing for me to do i said it's just a boys game but girls play too i don't know what that means but oh
1: i think i think you can do some some very <laughs> queer readings of that with no effort or <laughs> well, maybe it's just about volleyball in the sunset in the californian sun just
0: playing volleyball in a military with the boys. movie yeah, yeah.
1: That's fine, um, and it is actually fine. I'm just loving it. I, I I love inserting queerness into maybe where there is or isn't any. It's kind of what I do.
0: <laughs> and this is a thing that I thought of when I was watching it this time, after seeing Clem's uh, talk about it as how when Goose dies, it's actually the death of his heterosexuality. Ah, and yeah, so so now he begins to question his recklessness. Uh, does he want to follow Goose and quit flying dicks, or does he want to follow Iceman and be the best, most qualified dick flyer in the program?
1: <laughs> Just be true to himself. Also ice.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, like, at this point when they kind of break up, like, he could have easily just been like, yeah, this is it. I'm just going to dedicate my life to being a flyboy. And, you know, it doesn't because it is the 80s still and they had to be like, oh, shit, this is too gay. We've got to be Quickly, Charlie, come back, come back and fix it up. I, like I said, go go have a look at what Clem Ford wrote. It's um absolutely hilarious and very enlightening. If you've never really considered how homoerotic it is outside of the volleyball scene, when you start looking at everything else or the other clues, you're kind of like, oh, okay, why? Yeah, I would I would, would love to know whoever wrote it. You know, if they had
1: at all any intention. Yeah,
0: like I mean, they they're probably gonna say no. And but it's just I don't think there's any other '80s movie that is quite as gay as Top Gun. Oh,
1: no, but. <laughs> If if you know of any, please let us know. I'm I'm interested.
0: Because usually it's just yeah, it's just straight romance, and there's like maybe there's a best friend there, but it's usually it's a woman trying to like fucking any movie with oh what's it called like 16 candles and pretty in pink and all that, where it's like a girl with a male best friend who she should be with, but she fucking goes for the dickhead cool boy and
1: ugh. like reality, right? Am I ladies? <laughs> right, right
0: am I right am I right ladies am I right ladies
1: (laughs) you could tell I say that a lot
0: uh yeah so basically I do definitely think that Maverick was bisexual oh yeah and that he was spending time if he sort of grappling with it and that if that movie was made now I don't know if it would have been any more like on the nose but maybe
1: well I mean I just I think about even just like um is it Poe and Finn yes yeah and it's like There's obvious tension there and there was definitely space to make characters buy in that and like overtly buy. They still chose not to. So I don't know, like if Top Gun was made today, if they would make that any more clearer because... There's obviously still a lot of uncomfortable feelings around bisexuality.
0: So because they are doing a new movie and I feel like even though it's a sequel, it's going to be almost, uh, not a remake, but, you know, like it's going to be rehashing all of the same mm. thing because there's a volleyball scene in it.
1: Oh, uh, yes. Awesome.
0: <laughs> okay. Like uh, there's women involved in the volleyball scene. I hope, I really hope that they have a queer storyline yeah. in this new movie. That would be great. Like why not? Like, mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. It why will
0: not? Satis- they'll be satisfying enough. I don't think Tom Cruise would ever explain explore that no text. i don't think so it's just it would turn off too many people the people the main demographic of people who are going to go see that movie mm. would mm-hmm. just fucking flip tables and burn down cinemas so but if they have a queer storyline in there i that'll be enough for me i
1: i think if anything it'll be like a two cis women having a queer yes, storyline i think that's it. the most palatable to people who would also go and you know as you said tom cruise's like main demographic yes. main, we say main demographic but i don't know i, I think there's a few of us uh what do we call ourselves now that I'm part of the club (laughs) Cruisers, cruise heads
0: yeah I enjoy how many people like I thought I hated him but I've listened to your podcast for I think I I think I like him yes and yeah you, you, Tom Cruise renaissance is coming you don't have to like his politics like his you know his politics his oh, religion dreadful. and all yeah. that sort of stuff but I don't like most of what other Hollywood celebrities like I, I try to ignore all of that personal life stuff because it's mostly too problematic or you know I would put it put me off them so if I, I have to ignore his religion then I, so be it
1: yeah I mean I would challenge anyone to look into David Lynch's religion because you know I love his stuff but his religion is fucked <laughs> like <laughs> holy shit
0: and the amount of celebrities who have beaten their partners over the years, Ooh. who still continue to be—I like, saw—I saw someone praising Sean Penn the other day. I'm like, Mm-mm. he beat Madonna with a baseball bat. What the fuck, yeah, guys?
1: That—that's one of the lines for me. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: you know, if we're gonna talk about anyway. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to my podcast, you know how I feel about Tom Cruise. So anyway, um, yeah, I recommend going have the squiz at Clementine Ford's deep dive about Top Gun. She also goes into the whole thing about how Tom Cruise had a huge part in making the Top Gun script a lot better because apparently it was dog shit when it started and had that young bimbo character as his love interest and he kind of went like, you know, helped beef it up and make her character a lot better. And also the amount of time that he spent at Miramar learning and actually committing himself to the role because Tom Cruise is the world's greatest entertainer and he cares about your entertainment. Oh, we'll leave it there because, you know, we could go on about this forever and I I want you guys to find this out for yourselves, watch the movie and do some reading. For the meantime, can I get you to remind us where your podcast can
1: be found? Oh, sure. So uh, my podcast is A Hill to Die On. Uh, You can find it wherever you listen to your podcasts. Again, basically, we just ask a question, give our uneducated opinion, go away, find out more and see if the hill we chose to die on was worth it it's a
0: very excellent listen i highly recommend it uh you can also find me on tom cruise reviews on instagram and tom cruise review no s on twitter or just com. thank you very much for joining us i hope you liked hearing us talk about gay boys and we'll catch you next time
1: thanks for having me